This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm delighted to say that tonight we've got something a little bit special. Obviously, it's the huge Amir Khan show at the Echo Arena this coming weekend. So rather than get in the studio with one fighter, I thought I'd get down to the open workouts this afternoon and speak to as many as we could. And the first person to bump, in, bump into, the machine himself, <laughs> Anthony Fowler. How's things, mate? You're looking really well. Looking lean? I'm always lean, Nick. I'm always ready, mate. You know me. How's, uh, how's this camp gone? You were looking forward to it. Always, always nice to be back on, yeah. back at home, isn't it? Yeah, no, I love boxing. It's nice to be home, as you said. A lot of support here, so it means the world to fight here. And um, Saturday night, I'm excited. It's uh, an interesting time for your camp. Obviously, big, huge title fights, yeah. left, right, and centre. Bellew, of course. McDonald going over to Japan. Mm. Must be a nice time to be around the camp, you know, thriving. And for someone like yourself, who's really beginning his journey on his way up, to see these guys in massive fights, pay-per-view fights, can't be anything but inspirational. No, it's great for me. Like, obviously, I see Bellew day in, day out, working proper hard. Jamie's flying as well. I think Jamie's going to cause an upset over there. I'm very confident about him and Anthony. So the gym is flying like it's, it's boss to go to work and have such a great atmosphere. Obviously, it's hell in there. We get killed, but it's all part of the job. Jamie, of course, goes over to Japan to fight in new way. He was an absolute knockout machine. Uh, the young Japanese fighter moving up to bantamweight. I think we all know the incentive at the end of coming away from there as world champion will be more than likely a place in the World Boxing Super Series. So, massive moment for Jamie McDonald. But I need to ask you, why does Jamie McDonald not get the love, do you think, with boxing fans in the UK that he deserves? Because his record is sensational. Mate, I have uh, publicly said like he deserves a lot more recognition. Like, he hasn't lost for 10 years. And he's such a nice fella down to earth. I think he's really so quiet and like laid back, and he doesn't really like speak up the way like someone like myself does and self promote himself. But after this fight, he's gonna get the recognition he deserves, I think. And look at the height difference and the reach advantage Jamie's got with Jamie's work rate. I only see Jamie with him, unless this lad is a complete one one punch knockout artist. But I don't think he is. I think he's boxed a lot of like smaller men where Jamie's massive, mate. Yeah. And then he my size, you know what I mean? He's a freak. So I think Jamie's gonna do it. What's um what obviously from here this weekend you go on have you got a fight next or are you planning to go up to Germany with, with Jamie? Are you part of yeah, like the not Germany, the, Japan, but Japan, Japan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you part of the stuff that you're going yeah, out there? Yeah, of course, course, course mate. I'm probably close to Jamie now. And Gav's like the good lad, so I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna watch Tony fight and the next day go to him going to training camp and then going straight to Japan. What's the time difference there in terms of between Tony's fight and that? Is it two weeks apart? Um, is it two weeks, three weeks? I think it might be two weeks on the Friday. It's a Friday Jamie's fight, which yeah, is weird, but it always I, think is it's in like, Japan, I, th yeah. I think it's three weeks. Yeah. In terms of um, preparation for him going out there, then has Dave been having, having him do anything special? Has, be, has he been feasting on noodles as part of his <laughs> diet or no, watching anime or anything mental nah, like that? Dave's just um, all business-like, mate. Everything's the same. Like The gym's very structured, like... We get told what we're doing, when we're doing it, and it's all like structured. So, Jamie's just doing what he does, but he is looking very, very good. Having great spars with Jordan Gale, who's a top class fighter, and they're having great spars and both improving. So, I am excited for that fight. Absolutely. In terms of Bellew, then, uh, we've all seen Instagram posts and his social media, and 
you know, his head certainly on air. I seen a picture the other day of him flat on his back oh, with a bowl of sick next to him. Disgusting, that. <laughs> which was pretty gross. But it just shows how hard he's obviously working. He, he puts the effort in on that treadmill, I'll tell you that. But in, in terms of, you know, being around him for his last couple of, you know, for this fight and everything else, do you see anything different about him? Has his mentality changed? And Because yeah. when the fight got cancelled first time, don't forget, he had a massive family issue as yeah, well. You know, his yeah. brother-in-law passed away and... I feel like it might have done him a bit of a favour at being pushed back. Yeah, definitely. I think um, his mental frame's a lot better this time around. Last time around, he had a bit of a family crisis, so his head was chocker. But he was, he's an ultimate professional. He still will train just as hard, no matter what. But this can be feeling good. He's had great sparring. He's a pleasure to watch him spar. He's so clever. He thinks. People underestimate the guy, but in the ring with him, he's different, mate, and he can, he can punch as well. So he's going to break his army and stop him. In terms of Bellew, again, he's another one I think is, is often undervalued by fight fans. I think people just think he is a puncher, yeah. just think he, he runs in there and throws yeah. a big right hand, like he did in the Novice ABAs 10 years ago. <laughs> but he's a, a lot more of an astute boxer than that. He's, yeah. he's got a great boxing brain and he's a real student of the sport. Yeah, on the bags and that, when I first see him, I was, I was impressed how, how nice and crisp his shots are and how good his technique is. He's always thinking about what's coming back and he's a lot more than just a puncher got a great brain which has won him a lot of fights like you can't fluke at the top you need more than a punch and baby has got that yeah um, so you're predicting that will go inside the distance against I think, you know, I think you'll break him down and stop him yeah, yeah. In, in terms of yourself then let's come on to this weekend uh, I'm not sure have we got an opponent yet opponent well, can pink confirm it's one of the two names I'm just waiting waiting for confirmation so I won't say too much yet but I've had these two names in a while They're just, I'm trying to sort something out but I should know by tomorrow hopefully is that frustrating I don't care. And at this stage, does it not really matter? Um, does not really, mate. I don't really care. You know, I, you know, what I'm like, mate. I just get in there and do my job, mate. Like, I, I'm always fit. I'm always ready, and I can adapt to any style I get. I can box in the front foot, the back foot, inside, long. I can box anyway because I've got that amateur experience and that pedigree. So, I'm used to going on the back foot as I am in the front. So, no matter who I get, I can adapt and um, hopefully not the mouth. In terms of um, your own uh, emergence in the pro sports, in the pro game, and uh, fans, especially on social media, you know, they haven't been sure to, to give you a bit of stick every now and again. Has that amused you or has it surprised you? <laughs> no, no. I, f- I do find it funny, mate, when you get people sitting there giving me a tip so you haven't ever boxed in their lives. But I know what I'm doing. If Dave tells me off, I listen to him, no one else. Like, if Dave's not happy, I'm not happy. But if my coach is happy, I'm happy. That's, that's how I am. Um, and he was happy last fight, so I was happy. I was happy myself. What's been what's been the what's been Dave's biggest gripe then? What's he been most u- upset about? Is it the fact that you've been so aggressive, or the fact that yeah. you you know you're rushing things a little bit, or you're overloading your shots? Yeah, he hasn't been too critical. Um, on my last fight in Liverpool, he wasn't too happy because I weren't cutting the ring off the way I should have been. I was a bit too eager, but all I had in my head last fight was like Felix Cash beat being on points, Josh Kelly beat him on points, so I wanted to stop him to prove a point, and that's what I've done. But doing that, like I maybe. Was a bit ragged, a bit more. Should have been a bit more cute. But when you like box people like him, and they, they've got nothing to bother me. You can just walk forward a little bit. But yeah. Dave's preparing me for like a leap of opponent, so I can't take nothing for granted. I've got to be switched on at all time. So this time Saturday, I want to listen to Dave a lot more and just um, keep me head. You've had uh, one or two boxers even calling you out, which is kind of weird. Um, oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, one or two have been mentioning your name, which is. 
it, it seems kind of baffling for me with your amateur experience. And I used to be calling me out, it's news to me. One of the lads off the GB squad had mentioned your oh, name in an yeah, interview yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, is that stuff that is that is that because of the past? Is it? There's a bit of needle there, a bit of sparring ah, history, so or no? To be fair, Scott's a friend of mine. I, I was surprised that interview when I, I got told that, but I think he's probably just said like he box anyone or whatever. I didn't see the ex- exact interview, but I don't think he'd want to fight me unless he had to or. or he was getting big money because I boxed him before and I stopped him in two rounds, I think it was, and I sparred him for years in the GB and he never, never ever got the best of the spar, never. So I can't see why he thinks he'd beat me now, but yeah. we'll wait and see. In terms of uh, this weekend then, obviously, um, Tasha, Jonas turned over a similar side, similar time to yourself. Tasha's got a title fight this weekend. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, obviously the women's game is slightly different. You know, it's a much less deeper pool. It t- things take a little bit more time. And obviously Tasha, I think Tasha's 34 and next birthday. She won't like me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of yourself, is there any kind of, you know, uh, have you put a, a cap on how many fights you want to have before you have a title? Or is it um, kind of just down to Dave and Eddie when they yeah. think the time's right? I don't. I honestly, I don't care. I just want to box good kids. What I've said to Dave is I want five people who come to win. I don't care. I'm me four fights against that lad in Belfast. It was very frustrating. He was small, compact, just ran away, hold every time he could. And it was frustrating because he wouldn't fight back. He just wanted to survive and I couldn't, I didn't manage to stop him. I nearly did, I left him two more rounds, but over, over the six, he was hard to break down. He'd only been stopped three times in like, in like 60 fights and he boxed world champions and stuff, so he, he knew what he was doing, but I wanted people to, who want to try and beat me. Like my last fight, the kid was unbeaten uh, in, in eight and he comes to win and like, I think that's why I, I found that knockout shot because he was thrown back and the fight was exciting as well. Like I was like having to be a bit more switched on, which, which I like. I like to be in a proper fight. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to like rob no one or like just like pat me record. I want to fight good kids who come to win, and I think the more the kids come to win, the better I look. Does that suggest then you probably will go down the central area, English title, British title, a bit more of a traditional route, bearing in mind that you know you're looking for guys out there that are going to come to win as well? Yeah, definitely. I, I said I, I want to watch it to come to win. It doesn't matter what route I go to, but. I'm really happy with developments. I've like sparring now. I'm, I feel like I'm so I'm doing eight rounds easy now against top class lads. So I'm feeling very, very good in the gym, and like, I want to show that my levels are going up. My fights at I, I do believe they are. In terms of fans that came out last time, then what, what do you think is going to be the biggest change in terms of your output on Saturday night? What, what should fans look out for? I think I'll be a bit more settled than what I was last time. Last time I was a bit all all guns blazing. Now I just want to settle down a little bit, show me my head moving more, show me inside work more, don't force nothing. Just be a bit calmer and a bit cuter and a bit more experienced what I am now. It's a good bill this one on Saturday, there's some cracking fights, obviously Masha Dodd's sitting just next to us here, he's obviously fighting Tommy Coyle in what is a, a domestic cracking, of course Amir Khan's come back at the top of the bill, Tasha in the first title action. Uh, once your fight's wrapped up, which one are you looking forward to watching yourself? Um, my main one is, is Masha and Coyle, I think that'd be a great fight. I think Masha's going to win. I think Masha's tougher mentally. He's always shocked everyone, including myself in the past. And um, he's got a big heart and he, he's, he's got the, that grit about him, which I like, which I, lo- which I proper respect. So I think Masha might break Tommy down. Probably points, but maybe a late stoppage. And um, it'd be interesting to see what Amir Khan's got left. Yeah. Like, um, he's fighting a kid. He's not bad. The kid's had a lot of notice. The kid will be ready. The kid will be up for it. I watched the, I watched the kid fight Errol Spence. And he got destroyed there, but that was um, Spencer's elite. There's no shame in getting Spencer's destroyed by Earl Spence, yeah. Yeah, and he did get short notice for that fight, so it'd be interesting to see what what Khan's got left. In terms of Amir, 
you know, he seems to be another one with, with British boxing fans. They, don't s- they seem to forget all the incredible things that he's done. And they only look at the fact that, you know, he got knocked out by Canelo. He got knocked out by Danny Garcia. And he got caught cold by Breeders Prescott. Uh, those Take them three yeah. fights away. And he's had yeah. a, an absolute Hall of Fame no, British boxing I, I hate career. that, you know, I hate that, mate. Like, um, what he's done for British boxing, Olympic silver at 17, world champion, two weights, I think. Is he two weight world champion? Yeah, yeah. yeah. unbelievable what he's done, mate. And um, just to get called shinny and that... No, anyone shinny mate in this game, anyone whacks you with them eight ounce grand gloves, you're going to sleep no matter who you are. There's not just fingers, it's a great chin, obviously, you get better than others, but mate, if you get it in them grand gloves, mate, you're going to bed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think we think we expect Phil Le Greco to get the win at the weekend, but we do expect a, a big performance from yeah. Amir. And, and then surely, like the rest of us, you know, doesn't British boxer need him to fight Kel Brook next? Don't we need to see that fight? Yeah, maybe not next. I think maybe um, give Khan one more. Depending on how he looks, if he looks so sensational, throw him in, but maybe he needs one more fight because Brooks has been a lot more active than what Khan has. And the, the fight doesn't need building at all, but I think Khan might have one more. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you about the heavyweight division. Obviously, uh, the big man, Tyson Fury, yeah. announced his comeback this week. Obviously, AJ is, is hopefully in discussions with Wilder. We're led to believe there are real conversations going on at the moment. Who do you believe is the best heavyweight on the planet? And uh, do you expect to change your mind in the next two to three years? No, no, I'm always team Joshua. Like, I love Joshua's work ethic, his attitude, and he's beating them all, mate. Like, people can say, Fury, give a masterclass against Little. We had a masterclass, it was a dull fight. I remember, I remember watching it, and there was hardly any shots landing. I thought Fury was clever and a bit more witty, but it weren't like a, a masterclass. Like Joshua versus Klitschko, it weren't no masterclass, mate. Which is amazing. Obviously, stars make fights. If Joshua lands on Fury, it's, it's good night. I don't think Fury is not Joshua out. But um, Fury has got the stars to give Joshua a lot of problems, as you've seen. Yeah. Park and Takam have given him a few problems, but Fury's the next level up. So it would be interesting, but if Fury, what he, w- what he was, no one knows. Three years out or on the couch or whatever he's been doing, abusing his body, it's not good for you, mate. Like I know when I have him spar for a few months and you get whacked, it hurts a lot more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see what Fury's got left, but I think Wilder's the most dangerous fight for Joshua. He's very agile, loose of his long, then window shots are like could come on the side of Joshua's guard. I think Wilder's a lot more dangerous than Fury, but I'm still Team AG. In, in terms of Wilder, you know, from a fan's perspective, he looks like a raw novice at times. Mm. You know, he just throws completely yeah. unorthodox shots. His footwork seems to be all over the place, but he's got this absolutely frightening dynamite yeah. power. From a, from a, how, how was AJ prepare to face someone like a, yeah. a Deontay Wilder? Because he is um, just so unorthodox yeah, for the heavyweight. It, 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 like people think people in this week Wilder, like, obviously he's not he's not a um, textbook one two, but then wild swings made. I've been hit with a few in the air. You know what I mean? They, they come around the side of the guy. You don't see it coming. They land the back of the ears and. It's hard to fight someone like that who is, who is wild by name, wild by nature, so, and he's so, so powerful, like you said, so takes one punch off Wilder, which makes him dangerous at all times. In terms right now, British boxing, of course, led by AJ, is absolutely in its golden age. Uh, you know, it's never been as good as it is right now. Um, it must be a super exciting time to be starting out, really, as a pro and, and seeing the potential that's out there, not only to make money, but also opportunities coming yeah. to UK shows for British boxers. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, like I'm so lucky to be in the position I'm in. That's why I train so hard day in day out because I'm blessed to be where I am. I'm not, I'm not taking nothing for granted. If I threw I'm fighting, I, put, I trade after the world title fight. I always put it in the presenting, so it is an unbelievable time. Like the hands flying, Matthew and flying. They're a great team as well. They look after you a lot, and um, I'm, I just want to keep winning, mate. Well, we'll be there. We'll packing the place out on Saturday. 
Anthony Fowler. Hopefully we get your opponent sorted in the next 24 Thanks, hours, my Thank mate. You, Thank you, mate. And uh, titles to come next year, hopefully. 100%. 100%. Keep, stick with us. I'm going to grab all the Masha Dodd in a second. You'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. And I'm here with the main man, the main event of the evening. Not at me, I can't. But Masha Dodd, how's it going, my mate? Yes, Nick, nice one, mate. You're excited, good. looking well, looking yeah. fresh. Very excited. Um, you know, the, the last nervous thing is doing your medical and stuff, and you were there, so, um, you know, flat pack, flying colours. Um, we got the nod, the go-ahead, so camp's been fantastic. You know, medical, everything, we're good to go, mate. A lot of fighters will approach things like this, like media day and the press conferences and the, the, the last bit of fight week with trepidation. They're like, oh, this is the worst part. I just want to be in the gym. I just want to do the boxing. You revel in it. You seem to look forward to this stuff. I do, mate, you know, but uh, you, you, what you're saying there is right. Bec- um, you're touching on a point that I've experienced in the past, and that was um, obviously you're only getting like four, four weeks, three weeks notice of a fight at times. So it, it, like I'm always in good nick, but then when you get that notice, you've got to step it up and you've got to go hell for leather. So in them three weeks, I cram a lot of hard work in. So come fight week, press week, I just want to rest and I want to chill um, and just wait for the fight. And, and it has dawned on me in the past about coming these press because it's a great thing to be a part of when you you know when you you know if you look back in many years you know what i mean but at the at that moment when you're feeling a bit tired it's not um but the last camp with stalker i had time to prepare for that it was about six six or seven weeks so that was good and then um (laughs) (laughs) and then um you know, and this one we've had 15 weeks, so like, um, I, I've, I've, I've had plenty of time, I've, I've changed things around. Um, it's been a bit weird the fact that I've had more rest periods than the normal because normally it's like all all systems go yeah. full on training and then rest a week and then fight. But this has been like low uh, training, peak to a point with Spartan, with Robbie Davies, then it's a week, week. Um, a couple of weeks just taping it down, strength conditioning work, a bit more rest, and then back to sparring, take it back up again. And then um, we stopped the sparring a bit earlier this time round than we have done in previous camps. And um, done the, you know plenty of pads, plenty of rest, and uh, I'm, in, I'm here and I'm enjoying it. I feel wow. great, I love it, mate. So, so it's been a drastically different camp for you for this one than Massive. previous camps, just because... You are the main event. You got, you've had plenty of notice. Mm. So you, you know yourself and Sean and the rest of the team. You've had to adjust how you approach the fight, which is fascinating from a fan's perspective because we might get Masha 2.0 Saturday night. Exactly. Yeah. See, I feel great. Me weight and everything. Me, me how I'm feeling is is ten ten times better than I have done in the past. Even for, I always go from my last fight, and even from my last fight was great. You know what I mean? It was a great performance. It felt great, but I feel a lot better again this time round. Um, a week ago, when we, when 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 we knew we, we, we all the training was sort of done, I was thinking because we're stopping things earlier. I'm thinking, is it right? Because I'm so used to, you know, cramming a lot of work in, in such a short time. Yeah. And uh, and you get used to it. Of course. So and you've been second guessing the camp. So Wait a minute. I'm thinking, am I doing enough? I am. I think we're doing enough. But uh, but then I'm on the pads even like last night when we were doing a couple of bit with Danny and. And, I, and I'm laughing to myself, I'm like, wow, I'm sharp, <laughs> I'm, and, I, and I'm strong, and my I'm, I'm weight bang on, and I'm like, no, I'm all right, I'm all right, because you do second guess it, because you think you've got to be working right till the end, and you don't, and, uh, you know, it's, um, I, f- I feel good, mate, yeah, and, and I think, 
you know, we'll 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 know everything come fight night. Of course. Uh, and and that'll be the uh, that'll be the answer. That'll be the cherry on the top. Do you allow yourself yet, Sean, to stop and look back at the journey you've been on? Because when you first turned pro, you weren't, you know, hugging Eddie Hearn and you weren't getting led into a fanfare and you haven't, you know, you, you didn't have all God the sponsors and everything else. <laughs> 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 the world has changed. You've done it the hard way. You've done it the old-fashioned way. You've grinded from being first on, you know, sports hall cards to now being main event in, in the arenas. Well, to be honest, Nick, first on but last on. Yeah. We used to be getting kept on them small hall shows till like midnight to keep all the support that I've got at the bar, you know, so, it, well, so much at the bar, but the atmosphere mainly is the atmosphere everyone brings and, you know, the promoters want to keep them atmospheres at, at, at you know, at the show, which is rightly, rightly so. So I was always on last, you know what I mean? Like getting told I'm good to go and then you're not and then you're on and then you're falling asleep with the gloves on and stuff like that and... You know, and now, as you said there, you know, good mate with Eddie, uh, <laughs> got his number. Uh, I'm getting 15 weeks training. I'm getting a time slot, and um, it's a dream. It is what I've been dreaming of, and I'm actually living this dream now. In terms of when you did fit turn pro, did you expect to have the kind of following? Obviously, initially from Birkenhead, but now very much from all over the northwest, Liverpool especially. You've got this a massive following, as you know. My dad's your biggest fan; yeah. he absolutely loves you. Um, did you, when you first turned over, did you, did you realise then you had the fan base that could make you popular, that could put sell tickets, put bums on seats, or were you literally just stepping into the unknown in the first place? Yeah, yeah, the unknown. Um, I thought because I went, I was a good lad, but I was doing, you know, making wrong decisions, and you know, I was creating enemies more than friends, um, and, you know, and that was like to do with drinking and playing football and going out on on the weekend. And, and, and catching up with your, your rivalries you've just played against and, yeah. you know, carrying on the fight and stuff like that. And it went good. And I was basically creating, as you said, they're more enemies than friends. So when I was starting to first fight, I was in my head, I'm thinking, and most of these people coming to watch me get beat. Do these want to see me get they're buying their tickets? <laughs> they want to see me get filled in. Did they think it was just horrible when we played football with them? But it turns out that you know um, these those people who went from the from day one are still going to this day, um, and they are you know a lot of them are my friends because we were sold like five to six hundred tickets on me on my debut, yeah. and it, and you know so I only knew half of them in a sense were my friends and family, and the rest were just local people just coming to support me which is absolutely amazing and then and, and they've stayed and they've been there still and they're still there and and now their, their friends are coming and their cousins and their family and it's just a a, fa a fan fair and family day out now to come and watch master box and it's amazing it, 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 it's a it's it's unbelievable and i've never stepped back to think look what i'm doing or what i've done yeah. i'm just focused feet are firm on the ground and I'm focused on what I'm doing because I feel that I haven't achieved yet what I'm capable of achieving. Just in myself, you know, let alone like the titles and we're winning or the stage we're on or the opponents we're facing. It's just me and myself that I believe that I'm, uh, there's still more for me to, to, to go. Yeah. When you when you first started out, did you did you dream of Commonwealth, British, you know, all, all these kind of titles, you know, European, world, which is the next step? Were you thinking like that or you just like... I'm just going to turn pro, I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to see how it works out, I'm going to see if I can do this for a living rather than, you know, work yeah. a nine to five. Yeah, do you know what? Didn't even, I didn't even want to turn pro, it wasn't even in my head. I was doing well as an amateur um, and I was training for the Marines and, and I'm and I doing all my Marines tests and stuff like that. Got me day to go to Limston 
and it took like two years and in them two years two seasons of amateur boxing i won the two aba titles and i was a's and b's at two different weights and i was advised then by the coaches to turn pro but i was like turn pro you know all right you had this whole military career kind of laid out in your mind well yeah that's it because i thought pro you know i've never known a professional boxer apart from Derry matthews uh, he was retired at the time. He was in the uh, gym working with kids and stuff. So I never knew anything or anything about it or, or what, or knew anyone. And I thought, you know, they're pros, what you see on the telly. These are like special people. That's not me. Yeah. Do you know what in that, in that sense? That little bit of doubt. But I was advised to do it because you can join the Marines when you're 33. So that was still an option. Yeah. Whereas the turning pro was now or never. Yeah. And I went, you know what? I've, I've listened to them. Um, I've. I've I've trusted them, so and they knew they've been in boxing all their lives, whereas I haven't. So I went with them, just totally blind to it, and um, and here we are now today. Yeah, it's just like I'm just training every day, being a being trying to improve at the noble art, and and I and I'm addicted to it. I absolutely love it. Really do. In terms of improving then and, and being addicted, you know. Over the last few years, when you maybe when you started, where you are now, which which boxers do you look up to? Which whose styles do you like? And is there anyone from the old school maybe that you watch and think, wow, that's that's perfection for me? Yeah, well, do you know what? At the start, I used to look at boxers and think right and, and idolise them. But what I do now is I like all of them. Mm. I like all the fighters. I like everyone in a sense that everyone brings something a little bit different. Yeah. And what I do is is going into fights as well. Is I look at my opponent, and then I look at other elite fighters and see how they've dealt with past opponents in that sort of same way. Like, what little tricks did they use? And that's what I do. That's what I base my myself on is looking at elite, picking what they do with people like me opponents, how they dealt with them, and then try and, um, and, try and work it and, 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 try and take from them that little bit. And, and that's what I've been doing the past couple of fights as well as, uh, you know, I love like the likes of, you know, Golovkin, um, Lomachenko, Lomachenko. Or, or, yeah, of course. I, I can no, I end up naming them all. Fowler, LU. <laughs> uh, I'd end up naming everyone, you know, because I, I just love everyone and how they fight. Because I'm not just one style. Yeah. I don't favour one style. I favour everyone's style, and I love everyone as a boxer. Yeah. In terms of your own success, then, do you think that's been the key? That the fact that you are pretty much good at everything you haven't got yeah. one strength here or one strength there you're a little bit of everywhere if you mate now Tommy, Tommy Coyle, Coyle getting, getting into the ring, the ring. <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh, yeah I think that's uh, that's exactly it mate I've got I've got no I'm no style I'm no stylist and um, and I've got and I don't look at no, any one style, you know what I mean? I, uh, in terms of your opponents, then, when you're, when you're fighting someone, obviously, I, I say Tommy Coyle's just gone into the ring now, he's going to hit some pads. Um, looks like he's been on the sunbeds, doesn't he? He, he looks good, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, he was camping in Las Vegas, did he? Or? Uh, I think, <laughs> he, I, I like think he was away somewhere, weren't he? That's blood. not a Salford tan, is he? No. Um, but obviously, you know, there's, you're not, there's not much we're going to see here, but uh, do you study tape or do you leave that to, to the boys? No, I, I do my homework, mate. The lads do as well, and, and Danny's going to come to ours tomorrow as well. But, yeah, we study, um, of course. That's what, that's what I'm about, studying, uh, picking up things, looking to exploit things, um, and, and go to bed dreaming and of the, watching them fight and then, and then looking at... And you dream away then of exploiting it and, and picturing the outcome of the fight. So yeah. I've been doing that, mate. Yeah. And Have you uh, always done that? That visualization? Yeah. I know you were saying the other day when I seen you with like 
every day I've been, th- I've been thinking about standing in the middle of the ring, raising my hands, being victorious. Yeah. Is that something you've always done or something you've added always, later on? Not always, no. It's, it's something that um, I, I've sort of been introduced into my life since uh, you know, I started reading The Secret, the book, and using visualisation and, and not visualising what's happening, but visualising the outcome, the, the, the end result. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, and it's been working for me, mate, yeah, so um, I've been visualising Tommy flattening his face <laughs> <laughs> and my baby with the, with the belts around, his, uh, around him because it's his belt, so. Sensational. Yeah. In, in terms of Tommy Coyle, then, um, you know, I spoke to you last week about this, but, you know, you were texting him at the first press conference, you guys were helping each other put your capes on, you were dressed up as Batman and Superman. You know, the world needs to know that in boxing, you haven't got to hate your opponents. You no. certainly don't hate each other, no. but it doesn't mean you're not going to go to war on Saturday night. No. No, exactly, and do you know what? This will probably be, you know, the toughest and best fight I've had so far. And we've both been um, respectable to each other. We both got on, as you said. We were dressing each other in the changing rooms, and the first time we ever even met each other. Um, so yeah, it's just genuine. We're just both genuine lads, and we're just both honest. And we're not, we're not, we're not acting nothing. You know what I mean? And we're just both got to get in there. We're going to have a war. So uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it as much as probably he is. Stylistically, I think on paper, everyone, everyone here that's you know packed out the open workouts now, and it will pack out the the Echo Arena on Saturday night. I think everyone knows what we're coming for. We're coming for this fight. This is the fight that's going to steal the show. This is the fight which is worth everybody's money. In your mind, now, how does the fight play out? Um, well, it depends how you know how, how he's going to come. Um, I know he's got an, uh, quite a few early stoppages, so you know he does like to come out like he's like a little pocket rocket, isn't he? Yeah. So you know if he comes out like that, then I'm aware of it and I'm be ready to um, to cope with that and deal with it. If he doesn't, anyone to you know time box, then you know I'll be up for that as well and re- ready for that. So uh, it did, that, um, and that's what I do. You know, champions adapt, and and, and I'm good at adapting, and I want to. Um, I want to show me skills and me improvements, and um, I, and I'm 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 more than confident confident that I'm going to adapt to what he brings and uh, and and see the victory out. There's a there's a you know massive domestic unification fight on the horizon uh, after Saturday night. British champion Lewis Ritson, who's kind of come from nowhere, but has looked sensational since he wrapped, had that Lonsdale belt wrapped around his waist. Uh, do you see that yourself? Do you see that as the next logical step? And what do you make of him as a fighter? Um, it could possibly, you know, um, it, it it could, yeah, could but could possibly be that. But uh, as you say, you know, you know, the, the Commonwealth champion, two successful defenses. Where do you want to go from there? And re- at the end of the day, you 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 want you want a nice payday. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You want it, um, whether it's the British or European, it makes no odds because the only next step after a, a second successful defense. Is a is a biggest is a is the is a good step. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you just want you want to be paid for it. You want to be paid well, and uh, so whether it's the British unification or European, I don't mind. I just as long as I'm getting paid well for it, because you know we're putting a lot of hard work into it, and um, I, and I want something to show for it. Yeah, it's all good. And well, have the kids having belts, but you want the kids to have a future lockdown yeah. and you know money in the bank yeah. and a nice big house paid for. And because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what this sport's all about. It's a business. At the end of the day, that's it, Nick. And what we're doing is we're sort of you're living off your wages. You know, it's, it's good wages, but you're living off it, and you're not fighting as often as you would like to. You know what I mean? So of course. to get a nice wage where you you know you know a couple of big fights, a couple of big big pay packages, and I can. Uh, you know, set myself up for the kids for the future, and I'd be, I'd be, be happy with that. Yeah. Where, where does the journey end, Mash? One final question: Where does the journey end for you? 
Is it Masha Dodd up in lights in Las Vegas? Is, is, is that have you have you looked that far ahead? Have you thought that far ahead? Well, you know, thinking, yeah, might with Anthony Fowler, yeah, might be on Anthony Fowler's card. <laughs> uh, the machine, mashing on the machine, and and Quez as well, Quez. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's a. Uh, who knows? You know, the journey can go wherever you want it it's to go. It's great that you've stopped putting boundaries on your career. It's yeah, st- you've stopped putting have, the ceiling yeah. on it. Yeah, there's uh, there's it's limit limitations. Limitations are limitless, and uh, I don't know where it's going to end up. God knows, mate. But I'm just looking forward to uh, to to where we're going. Absolutely, Masha. Thanks very much Nick, for joining us. A Have a great show. Enjoy your little open workout, thanks, and uh, we look forward to Saturday night. Masha Dodd headline in the Echo Arena. Do not miss it. It's going to be an absolute war. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Stick with us. Got much more to come. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. We're still down at the open workouts. I'm now with the soon-to-be and new <laughs> champion, Tasha Jonas. First title fight Saturday night. You must be super excited, Tash. I am. Like I've been saying all day, it's just it's always good to box at home as an amateur. I didn't get to do it very often. Um, but yeah, I just I just love boxing in Liverpool. You know, with all the talent that's on the card and you know all the press that we've got, I've just got to go out and perform and, and win my title in front of my home crowd. You can't ask for more than that. Absolutely. The title fight only got confirmed this week. But how long have you known about it? Or how long did you know it was in the works? I knew it was going to be a title fight, but we just didn't know which title. And to be honest, my opponent's changed three times since Saturday, so it's just one of them things in boxing, but we've got one, and that's yeah. the main thing. The girl you were supposed to fight uh, was a former world title challenger. You're now fighting a girl from France who's a former European title challenger, I think she was. I think so. To be honest, I haven't done much research <laughs> in that. Joe Look at Joe standing yeah, next to his chicken. Yeah. What yeah. surprised me before speaking to Joe before you got here, and I said, I said to Joe, uh, how's things? Like she went, everything's great. Yeah, everything's fine. You know, massive, obviously, month coming up with so much going on, so many title fights for the stable. And he was like, Tasha's the one who gives me headaches. And <laughs> I was like, really? How can Tash give you headaches? I can't believe you said that. No wonder he's run away. <laughs> I thought you'd be a dreamer in the gym. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> News to my ears. I think he's talking about the fact that you're so laid back, but oh, that's yeah, just the way you, you've always approached sport like that. You've always approached boxing like that. I just don't think there's, there's, you know, it's sport and it's, you know, there's no. I think a lot of my amateur career when I lost, it used to wreck my whole life for the for the, the month or the, until I got to my next one. And I think I've matured enough. And I suppose having a baby, you just see that more things are important. So it is what I've come here to do, and it is important to win, and it is important to train as hard as I can. But it's also not the be all and end all of everything. Yeah, absolutely. How's it? How's it been? You know, obviously you you must have stepped up for this camp. It's a potential ten rounder on Saturday night. You know, is the more sacrifices you've had to make at home with the baby, or have you met, have you got that lockdown now? The the work and the mum kind of differential, really, and spending your time in the right places. No, I do think I've got it locked down, but it's still difficult because, like, as a mum, I feel like I should be spending every bit of moment to get with her. But of you know, it's work, and other m- I, I do realise now that other mums work and other mums must go through the same thing. So it's not just it's not just me that it happens to. It's it's everybody. So. Yeah, I just get on with it now, and she's in her own little routine. She's made up doing what she's doing, and crack on. Is she still at your nan's? She or is she a yeah. childminder? No, she goes to nursery three times a week, and at my mum's the other two. Brilliant. 
Um, you're exactly right, though. My wife works. You know, she she works uh, nine to five. She does a normal job, but the worst part of her day every day is dropping the kids off at the childminders every morning on her way to work. And yeah, yeah. She always hates it, but that's just life. Unfortunately, that's the yeah. world we live in. Just so a work mum. That's it. My job's just a little bit different, but I'm just a work mum. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the title opportunity, then this weekend, you know, we're still five, six fights into your career. It's still. You know, a lot of fight fans will think, wow, that, that's quick, that Tasha's been rushed forward so much. How much of that is about the fact that women's boxing hasn't necessarily got the, the, the pool of uh, the depth of, of fighters, but also the fact that you're not 21 anymore? Oh, and, I, you I know, wish. <laughs> so, you know, is there a time frame in your mind as well? Do you think, you know what, I'm in and out of this game. I want to be world champion inside two years. I want to be out in three years, four years, five years. Do you think like that? Have you approached the sport like that? I haven't. I've just come in to do the best that I can, um, and just you know, I have no regrets. And I, I just don't. I don't want to end a career or not start a career and think, well, what it ten years down the line, think whatever, if buts and so. Yeah, I just come into it fresh. The opportunity was there, and I've I've took the the opportunities as they've come along, and um, I I do know I'm not going to box forever. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's there's things in the pipeline as that that you know I'm already. I suppose looking at, but not. I'm not. I'm not one foot in, one foot out. Right now, I'm a boxer, and that's what I do. Do you feel like someone as well that's carrying the expectation of a city? I know that's unfair on you a little bit, but <laughs> you're breaking. You're <laughs> <laughs> but you're breaking ground with every fight. You know, you're Liverpool's first pro boxer, female boxer. Liverpool's first woman's pro boxer to fight for the title. You're going to be Liverpool's first world champion, female, but you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I guess you add this with the amateurs as well to an extent, but with the pro game, because the sport is, it's still kind of relatively new for fight fans, isn't it? Ten Definitely, years ago, there yeah. was no real women's pro boxing scene in the UK, but right now it's as popular as the men's. Yeah, I think um, I was speaking to Jane Couch not long ago and she said she was fighting on like multi-million pound world title bills for her own world title for, in, like, for $800 and stuff. So it's come a long way since then. Um, but you know we, we, we have to start somewhere so we're still in our infancies in this country but we are growing and we, you know the likes of Clarissa, Clarissa in the USA yeah. she's growing it o over them side and I don't think you appreciate what you've done in your sport until you've finished and then you look back so right now I'm just in the mo living in the moment and it doesn't seem like I've done anything but I think when I've retired and I look back I think you know what that was a special moment it was part of your amateur success and the medals and everything there that you, when the opportunity to turn pro, you thought, you know what, I look back so fondly on my amateur career now. I had such a brilliant time. I've, I had all the success. And then you went away to become a mum. And then you must have been thinking, well, that's boxing done for me now. You know, I, I, this is what I'm doing now. I'm doing something else with my life. Was part of the amateur success the reason why you thought, you know what, I want, to, I want that again. I want the teamwork again and being part of a squad and going out and fighting and having that adrenaline rush. Do you know what? Weirdly, it's the other side of like the Commonwealths and the, the Olympics that I like my failings in that I think I still got that, I can still do better. So it was that side that brought me back, other than more than the, the successes that I had. It was oh, like right, okay. I didn't, I'm th I think like I'm the almost scale, a bit like Andrew Selby. Like he's tipped for all these big things as an amateur and never quite made it, and I was the woman version of that. So when I'm looking back now, coming back, I'm thinking I didn't do everything that I wanted to in my amateurs and there's still stuff I need to do now and I've got the opportunity to be able to do that. I've just took the opportunity. 
Absolutely. Uh, you're based up in Bolton with the Smith brothers, obviously, and Paul Butler, and absolutely thriving, stable there with Joe Gallagher. Must be a great time to be in that gym right now because you've got world title challenges left, right, and centre. Yeah, the lads are amazing, and just the, the depth of knowledge that they've got um, in situations, in, in fight situations, to be able to tune into that and, you know, and ask questions. It's, it, you can't get that anywhere else. That's spot Stephen Smith, Scott Cardle, Paul Butler, Crawler, you know. Every other women are saying they're struggling for spars, and I'm like, yeah, I get punched every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem in our gym. No, it's not a problem. Uh, in terms of, obviously, uh, I've got to ask you, how's Beefy looking? How's Paul Butler looking? Because they're, you know, massive fights. Butler especially has got a really tough fight, and obviously Beefy's got to go to New York to fight challenge for the world title. How are they doing mentally, physically? How are they looking? Beefy is probably um, more focused than I've ever seen him before, if I'm honest. Um, Beefy's on it. Yeah. He's on it. And I'm not just saying that. It's like, it's a, it's a different Beefy this time sometimes. I don't know. Just different. And you can see that he's focused and he's he's determined to win. And Paul Butler, I don't know if Joe said, but he's got to be one of the fittest people I've ever I've ever met and come across. He's just so fit. And every session, he, you know, he makes you train as hard as he does. And he's putting it up, so you've got to put it up. And he, you know... It, he knows he's got a tough task in front of him and he's, he's, he's setting the bar for everyone to follow and catch up. Absolutely. In terms of yourself, does it inspire you to be around these world title challenges left, right and centre as well? Obviously, it must inspire you, but does it, does it suggest in your mind, you know what, I'm here right now, but I can get there. These guys have been in this gym longer than I have and once I catch up with them, you know, do you, are you starting to realise now you're at one level, but you can go multiple levels above? Definitely. I think... Um, because there's not that depth in, in, in the women's game. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to get a world title shot before Callum does. Yeah. And he's been a pro Bonkers. a lot longer. It's madness. He's, he's been, been he's WBC number one contender since about 1984. <laughs> and he still so hasn't had a world title fight yet. So, so. It's, just, it's just mad the way the game works. And we laugh about it in the gym. But how could you not be inspired by... <laughs> you laugh, Callum cries. <laughs> <laughs> how could you not be inspired by them? But the, the, you know, they're all out there doing their own thing. And I know that I train and put in just as much as they, they do and do exactly what they do. So if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there any kind of, you know, w is it a world title next? Is that definitely going to happen? Or are you looking maybe to get out on the Hay Bell, you Bill, keep busy and then maybe look at a world title later whatever, in the year? Whatever Eddie wants to give me, I'd get out on Hay Bell, you if, if I can. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to ask Eddie if I can, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, in, in terms of the girl this weekend then, um, it's obviously a step up, as I say. I think she's fought for the European title. Yeah, she has, yeah. It's, it's kind of changed in the last couple of days. At this stage, though, are you still more about being the better version of Natasha Jonas than worried about what your opponent's going to bring? Definitely. I know if, if I can replicate what I do in sparring on, on the fight stage, it doesn't matter who's in front of me, there'll be no issue. In terms of being at home as well, obviously your debut for me was one of the best pro debuts I've ever seen for anyone. Obviously that was up in Newcastle, but back at the Echo Arena you, see, you seem just as calm, just as accomplished, just as in control of it all. From the outset, from a fan's perspective looking at you, you think, wow, you just seem made for the game. But inside, do you have the butterflies, do you have the nerves, do you go through all that kind of stuff backstage? I've always been quite laid back, but um, I think my debut... I knew that it had to be a good debut because people remember your first one. They might not remember your second, third, fourth, but they'll, you'll, they'll always remember your last one and they'll always remember your debut. So I knew that I had to put on a show and, and, and I did that. Um, I think for the Liverpool one, I was so hyped about being home 
that it, it got to me a little bit and I was a little bit more tense than, than I, I should have been and I, I was trying so hard to knock it out because I knew Chantal had uh, stopped it in this one and Katie had done that and I was just trying too hard to be honest but I think now I've got the experience to be me in my last one I was just like you know what just go and do your own thing and it, it worked out for me. In terms of this city, I know you're you know, close with Tony Bellew and uh, you know, you're a big Tony Bellew fan, of course. He's got this second huge fight with David Hay coming up. You know, obviously, an absolutely money spinner fight, but also a legacy fight. Boxing needs that. It need, you need to have legacy fights. You need to have the right dance partner to make the right amount of money, to make the right kind of, to leave the best legacy possible. You've, you've got a dance partner out there. She's got a world title at the moment, Katie Taylor. She comes up in every single conversation. I know you're probably sick about talking about her, but inevitably, that's, that's, that's your legacy fight, isn't Definitely. it? That's, that's where you're Definitely. gonna make money in this sport. Like, we can both talk it, off, talk it off or talk it on, but we both know that that is our fight out there. You know, I think to the 10,000 people that were in the XL arena that, that moment would love to see it again. And there's a lot of fight fans who've seen it since that, you know, watch it on telly that I'd love to see it again. And we're, we're not stupid, we, we, we know that. And you're right, rivalries, especially domestic ones, people are now talking about me and Katie and when was the last time people were talking about women's boxing that you can remember? Yeah. It, it doesn't happen. So the fact that we're, we're a, a fight on everybody's lips is, is very important to the growth of our sport. In, in terms of yourself, the key first, I guess, is to, to become a world champion yourself, though, isn't it? To go, to go to the negotiating table as a world champion, to face Katie across the table, to, to make sure that, you know... You're on par, yeah. You all, you're on par, you all get paid. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm, at a, I'm actually at a lighter weight, so... There's, there's issues about what weight it's going to be at. And so, well, there's no issue because the talks haven't even begun. But, you know, I, I just want to clear up at my weight before before I start thinking about going into anybody else's. The, for anyone that doesn't know, then, at your weight division, who the, who the girls out there at the moment? The WBC champion, did she fight last weekend? She did, yeah, and won it. Um, Volstrom, Eva Volstrom. Um, is she somebody you've come across? Was she uh, in the amateurs at the same time you were? Or My very first ever Europeans that I went to, I think she won a bronze at featherweight. So I th I've seen it. Obviously, that was a long, long time ago. But um, And then I've never seen it ever again. So I presume that she's turned pro. And she's been pro quite a, quite a while. Yeah. And we're saying about how long can Kiddias last. I think she's been a champion for like 10 years or something. So... Will we be dashed in 10 years talking about your <laughs> next fight? Oh, I, would, I don't think I'll need a gummy because <laughs> I'll have no teeth by then. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know what? You can never say never in this game. Once you're out, you're, you're always back in in some form. But I'd like to think that. Yeah, absolutely. Not 10 years anyway. <laughs> in terms of this show this weekend, obviously there's some great fights on. Um, Anthony Fowler's just in the ring now, just going through his workout as well. Uh, obviously, uh, the fans will be turning out for yourself, for Anthony, and, and for Masha Dodd versus Coyle, which is obviously the pick of the fight. Uh, wh which fight are you, or who are you looking forward to seeing out there? Is it Amir Khan? Is it, is it Masha Coyle? Is it Fowler? You know, what else are you looking out for? You can't, you can't not love a Masha fight. You know, you can't. Like, he finds a way to win. He always finds a way to win. It might not be pretty. Yep. It might not be the best fight, but he finds a way to win, and you've got to you know, take your hat off him to, to him for that. So, yeah, I'm always looking forward to a Masha fight because I know it's going to be interesting, whether he's the underdog or not. And, yeah, just he to see He always undervalued, doesn't he? He I does, yeah. His opponents always look at it. I think they look at his tape and think, oh, this guy's, this guy's ordinary. He's got nothing to go Stylistically-wise, if you're showing an amateur boxing stylistically, you'd probably say, don't do that. Don't do that like he does <laughs> it. Don't do that like he does it. Don't do that. But then you look at the end of the fight and he won't. So, yeah. you know, it Makes works it work. for him. Yeah, he works for him. So... 
yeah, that's 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 it. You got you got you got to love him. <laughs> in terms of Amia, uh, I was mentioning this to Anthony Fowler earlier. I think he's had a he has a really hard time, with, especially with British fight fans. I don't think he gets the love and the respect that he deserves. You know, his, his three losses. Okay, they were, you know, three knockouts. One, he was caught cold in Manchester. The latest one against Canelo, we moved up two weight divisions. Two weight world champion, Amir Khan. Sensational career. You know, definitely Hall of Famer when it comes to British boxing. Yeah, he doesn't get the love off the fans. He doesn't connect with the fans. It's, it's so hard to explain how some fighters do and some fighters don't. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why it is, because when you speak to him, he's a really nice person. So um, I think he says some things that not everybody agrees with. I think, um, you know, I think moving to America may not have done him the, being the greatest move because we didn't get to connect with him from, from, from over in the States. But, you know, this is a business and he's done, he's made business moves. So that's, that's all I can say, really. Yeah. You know. Has he been in the gym in Bolton this, the last two weeks? Have you seen much of him? I've seen him um, sparring on Saturday and he looked really well. So, you know, he's just got to put it up. Do, do that in the ring and it, it's a happy it'll be a happy night for everyone in terms of Amir obviously hopefully he does get a world title shot again one day but I think from a domestic point of view the fight we all want to see is Kel Brook I asked Anthony Fowler about it before do you think it'll happen I'd love to see it happen I think um, I don't know what the issues have been before um, but you know it's a fight that's definitely got to be on the cards we're talking about me and Katie as a domestic rivalry Amir Khan and, and, and Kel Brook exactly so you, you know you can't write it off because it is a big rivalry there for that everybody wants to see. So, Absolutely. Tash, thank you so much for joining us. Good You're luck welcome. for Saturday. Nice one. And the new. And the new. And the journey continues and then we get a world title at the end of the year. Thanks, Tash. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City's Talk. Please stick with us all over the weekend. We're going to be all over this Echo Arena show with Amir Khan, of course. Well, let's be honest, chief support to Masha Dodd versus Tommy Coyle on Saturday at the Echo Arena. It's going to be tremendous. We're all over social media at Fight Disciples, and I'll be back here on Radio City Talk next Tuesday night with a full review of everything that goes down this weekend at the Echo Arena. Plus, don't forget, we've got a couple of lads boxing over on the Belfast card with Carl Frampton, which is on BT Sport. Sam Maxwell is over there in the uh, in Belfast, so I'll pick up on those guys also as well. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.